Hi, welcome to uh, Bad Influence. I'm here with my friend Ken Gar. Hi. Hi. Well, thanks for having me, Courtney. Yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah, of course. How's it going? It's going great. I'm going to Costa Rica in three days for a wedding. Ooh. A destination, destination wedding. wedding. Yeah. How many people did they invite? I don't know. Like, I know a bunch of people that are going, but I just saw this. I, I don't, I'm so last minute with everything that mm -hmm. I do. Like, I literally today was like, messaging the concierge and i'm like my wife wants to see monkeys make it happen he's like okay he's like can we call wait can what I a good husband yeah oh my god she's like monkeys i'm like all right babe monkeys You're like oh my god i got you <laughs> yeah. michael jackson i'll get you a pet she's like sloths on saturday i'm like all right monkeys friday <laughs> sloth saturday it's just if i put an animal anywhere near my wife she's the happiest person in the world oh my god she's the happiest that's the best yeah it's like have, at least you know like yeah do you guys have dogs we have two dogs two guinea pigs and a bearded dragon and they all get along. The bearded, the dragon, bearded dragon crawls dragon. all over the dogs. The <laughs> guinea pigs sleep next to the dogs. They, like they're they're more famous than I am on social media. <laughs> that's great. They have like twenty thousand followers. Yeah. It's insane. That's yeah. that's like my dream. I feel like if I have kids and I'm gonna be the person that like they have like eighteen pets because I also yeah. want. Well, they kids. are our kids because we're not having kids because yeah. I'm an old man, <laughs> and um, and she's like. And, but but my wife like looks at me that way like so she'd be like you're not gonna believe what your daughter did today I'm like I don't have a daughter like I I aborted my daughter it's gone like <laughs> your daughter's gone <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like she's like your daughter did it I'm like you mean our dog shrimp you know she's like yeah of course our daughter I'm like okay I had a friend who uh, time we were gonna do something she was like okay I just like have to uh, take my daughter out or like yeah. take my daughter and I legitimately thought she had a kid. Yeah, that's weird. And then all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh, it's a pit bull." Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it has three legs. Mm -hmm. Cool. Mm -hmm. But she was like, a lot of it was like on text too. My, so you're like, "My child," and you're like, yes. "Oh, how old's your kid?" Yeah. And then she like, I'll, you know, I'll be on the road. She's like, "We miss you." I'm like, "My dogs don't give a shit that I'm gone." <laughs> like they get mad when I leave because I see the suitcase, and my dog is like, "Well, that's the one that feeds me. This is oh, yeah. he's leaving. I don't know how I'm gonna eat." <laughs> But my dog, like, so she's had a dog for like nine years. His name's Wilbur. And then I, dog. we rescued a dog. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, this dog and I have bonded. And like, it's my, it's like my sister wife. <laughs> like, like, honestly. And so, <laughs> she, and her you. name is Shrimp. And so oh like, she gets sad when I leave. But then I'm like, and then I'll take her for a walk in the neighborhood and some guy like give her a treat. And I'm like, and she'll just go with him then. I'm like, dude. <laughs> That's the one bummer about dogs is like, on one hand, they love you, but. They love everyone. <laughs> it's conditional. Completely, yeah. we have trained them to, to love us. So. Yeah. My roommate has a cat, and I'm, like, not a cat person. Yeah. Um, But I do feel like I, like, earned the cat's, like, love. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this does feel good. Yeah. I'm like, dogs just love you automatically, but, like, this cat stayed a long way from you me for it. a long time. You earned it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And my roommate leaves a lot. So I'm like, I think she was just like, this is the only person oh, here. This is my new mom. Yeah. I'm like, I'm <laughs> both have new mommy. Yeah, she's like, I got a, she got a boyfriend and I'm like, well, her boyfriend's allergic to cats. So uh, now I have a cat. Oh, that's so funny. She's going to be lonely and <laughs> be a cat lady. It's so funny when people get into relationships, like how quickly they're just like, I'm gone forever. Goodbye. It's so funny when it's your roommate too. Because yeah. you're like, do I live alone now? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 And there, and then it's LA, so everyone moves in so quickly. So quickly, like, like six months in, they're like, "What are we? Like, let's do this." It's because you're like, "Well, my lease is up." So yeah, of course. Yeah, we're either yeah. breaking up yeah. or yeah. moving in together. Look, I gotta let them know if I'm leaving this garage or not. So <laughs> my parking spot is worth fifteen hundred dollars a month. Yeah, let's get serious. That's Am so I getting true. office oil stain or not? <laughs> yeah, I, when they broke up, I was like. 
I had this whole apartment. Oh, it's great, isn't it? <laughs> it was so nice. And then all of a sudden she was like there every night and I was like, so you dating anyone? Do you yeah. Do you wanna... Let's get on the, let's, let's do this together. Let's get back on the horse. Let's get on this thing, huh? <laughs> Rebound. I, my last roommate before my, before I got married, um, we were in a long distance relationship, my wife and I. So mm-hmm. she lived in Chicago. I lived here in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And my good friend left. He went back to Chicago and mm-hmm. he found a guy that was moving out here from Chicago. The kid was like 24, was just out of college. <laughs> like his mom and dad for sure paying the rent. Yeah. You know, but this kid was like, um, uh, I guess he, uh, a Gen Zer. And oh, so God. like he just literally stayed in his room the entire time. Like the, the entire, the he had dream. two towels, right? And That's... they both hung, he, he hung them on the back of our bathroom door. And one day I like, I could just move the towel. Just like, what's that, that stuff that grows out? Al- not algae, like yeah. mold, mold. Yeah, just mold. And I'm like, so finally I just like, wa- I would, Wait, I would secretly the... wash his towels for him and then just clean the mold He's like, off. I've never lived away from my mother. <laughs> showered every, he didn't, he had no, dude, this dude, cause we don't have a dishwasher. So he, I mean, this kid, nice kid, sweet kid, great roommate, but like, does not sound like a great have, roommate? Well, he didn't have basic skills. Like he didn't know how to do dishes at all. That'd be great if he listened to every podcast I ever do. He's that would like, be, he's probably a huge fan. He's oh like, that's God. actually my mom. That's so funny. <laughs> that's so gross. Yeah. My um, worst roommate ever was in Chicago. Oh, really? Yeah. I lived there for two years. Okay. Um, And I found an apartment on Craigslist, um, which... I feel like everyone I know has done that and it's been fine. Mm. And I did it and it was like the nightmare oh, situation. I hate it. It was above, it was like, it was in uh, um, Lincoln Park. Yeah. And it was like too affordable for where it was. Yeah, and it was like, it's a red flag. It was a real yeah. red flag that we should have, yeah. I should have paid attention to. Um, but it was above two different bars. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chicago bars close, don't three close. Block, yep. Yeah. Um, and my window was directly next to the um, L tracks. Perfect. So like my. This sounds great. It just shook like my yeah. whole room would shake. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of got used to both of those things. Right. Um, and then it was like I was living with two other girls, and um, one of them was like a girl who was in her room all the time and was very nice. Yeah. Um, the other girl started out nice. Yeah. Um, and then she had like a legitimate mental breakdown. <sighs> I'm on, um, I'm on board already. Which, yeah, it's already weird when you're like, mm-hmm. I don't know you. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and she's like, everything's falling apart, and like you know, yeah. like really comes yeah, to yeah, you yeah, with yeah, like yeah. her life's drama. And I'm like, yeah, um, call your friends, do your friends. Yeah. Um, but eventually she ended up going to the psych ward. Okay, which was good. It was the right step. Yeah. Um, but then she got out, yeah. and she brought everyone she met there. Oh, perfect. Yep. To our apartment. Yeah. The above a bar that's uh-huh. open till 3 a.m. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, they were just doing all the drugs. And oh, of course. Like, yeah. Remember, These people get me. <laughs> literally. And yeah. I was like, but they have my laptop. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Can I get that back? Um, Who's got my roller skates? Yeah, right. <laughs> I remember one day I was like, they were all there. And I was like going to stay with a friend because I was like, I'm going to die here. Yeah. Um, and I just like had a suitcase because I was like, all right, I have like four expensive things. I'm taking them with me. Yeah. Um, and she was like, are you going on vacation? Yeah. I was like, I am. Yeah. Can you let me know when. Uh... To Wicker Park. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God, Wicker Park. That was like the cool neighborhood. Yeah. Oh, that's all. There's nothing worse than a bad roommate situation. Well, and it was like, I think it was like 21 or 22. Oh, yeah. You're young. And man. it was like, I don't know why. As a 
young 20 something yeah. i had no problem solving skills yeah of course. i was like saying. there's nothing i can yeah. do i just live here yeah and if like i just redid all of his dishes for him like there was yeah. no point in being like hey man like how do you tell a 24 year old man like I call him man. I use that term loosely, but like, hey man, let me show you how to do wash a glass real quick. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like nine yeah, exactly. fingerprints on the. I'm like, okay, guys. Well, that's the job of your parents. What I did know. They, do? they don't. They didn't do it. They failed miserably. Oh, that's um, tragic. And then you have to live with it. And then I got engaged. Like the literally the day the pandemic broke out, I got engaged on my birthday. It was March 13, 2020. Wow. And everything shut down. The, the whole world shut down the next day. Yeah. And so I came back for like a week and then I went back to Chicago and stayed with her for a few months and mm-hmm. then we got married. But I, I told my roommate, I go, man, hey, man, I go, uh, yeah, I just got engaged. I'm like, you get about six months to five, which I thought was like really, you know, that's plenty of time. That's a lot of time. I feel like you most know? people would be like, you have till the end of the month. Right. No, I was yeah. like, I didn't want to like leave. But I was like, yeah, man, you got like six months. He's like, you got to go. Like, he's like, oh, okay. Like start yeah. dating. Yeah. So he did. He ended up moving with a girlfriend. He That's... had a long distance thing going on with a girl in Atlanta. Oh, oh. And they was like, they would like, they were like little Pokemon nerds. They were, the kid was a nerd, but he's just a sweet kid. Aw. So, yeah. This... Did you find a little Pokemon nerd girlfriend? Yeah, he did. Wow. Oh, that's how they met, I think. They I met at like a like Pokemon board. Everyone I know here that's like married or yeah. getting married, they met their um, like significant other somewhere else or like it's long distance first. Yeah. No one meets in LA. Is terrible here yeah. In Los Angeles. Yeah. It's a nightmare. You have to import somebody. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Where do you find them though? Huh? Where, how do you import? Like, how do you just be like, I mean, I was friends with my wife for six oh. years before we started. Oh, then whoa. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. Long time. Yeah. Well, we, we like, so this, I guess it's a podcast. I can tell a story. <laughs> so I met my wife the day I got divorced. Yeah. Wait, I, that's like very like rom-com. I know. I know. And everyone's like, you should write a movie about this. Um, yeah. I'm like, I don't write. It's like riff. Um, but, <laughs> Have someone else take notes. Yeah. <laughs> write this down. Um, but we met, I, so I went to court. Uh, we got divorced. She, we fucking fist bumped. See ya. Mm-hmm. Um, getting divorced is it's weird because I like I, the guy in front of me. I went to high school with him. And is he I was also getting like, divorced? Yeah, he was also getting divorced. Like you're just like standing in line. Like, I was like, so what's going on? What are you up to? He's like, I don't know, living a nightmare. I'm like, got it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> like, oh, same. Yeah, I'm like oh, we're in divorce court. So I get divorced. <laughs> I go to the mall. I had to get new tires on my car, and like the whole day, you're just kind of like in this like weird. It's weird. I would imagine. And you're not like you're kind of dissociated. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting the tires, and he's like, all right, I need two hours to fix tires. So I go to the mall. Mm-hmm. I go to the mall, and I'm like, today's the first day of my whole life. So I went and got like a $100 pair of jeans. I had never, I, like, I'm that guy that got like old Navy jeans my mm-hmm. whole life, right? Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to buy a $100 pair of jeans. Now that I have to share all my money with someone I don't <laughs> <Yeah>. live with. <laughs> so then I got, and then I tried on a V-neck. I didn't buy it. I just tried it on, I, t- I put like a thirst trap. <laughs> I still the have it. V-neck thirst yeah. trap. And I posted a thirst trap. <laughs> And then um, I went to, I picked up my car, went to an open mic that night. I, I was a drinker at the time, mm-hmm. handed the bartender my keys, and I said to him, I go, I just got divorced today. I go, don't give me my keys back no matter wow, what. Wow, that's very responsible. Yeah. Oh, because I knew I was going to get, you know. Yeah, I would probably would have still tripped. <laughs> then my, oh, yeah, I tried, I'm sure. And then my <laughs> older brother came by to the, oh, so it was open mic night at my, mm-hmm. what at the time was my home club. And I get on stage, and it's actually like, in Chicago, open mics are great. I don't know if you did any of that. I did them a little bit. And they're great because like real people show up. Yeah. I thought that was how open mics were. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you come down. <laughs> and I would do it and I was like, what the fuck is like, slotted? Put their guns down. Take them out of your mouths. <laughs> yeah. Right? I'm like. an open mic. I feel like that's my fear is usually. Uh, I'm like every open micer in LA 
gives off mass shooter vibes. Oh, every one of them. So I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is how I'm going to die. I brought my wife to one open mic in Los Angeles and she grabbed my arm and she looks at me and goes, she goes, what's happening right now? <laughs> I love that it's like you do comedy, you've been doing comedy. She went to one and she's like, oh, never again. Because we were like out doing errands. I'm like, hey, you mind? I'm like, and I, and I thought of a bit and I'm like, do you mind if I pop into an open mic real quick? She's like, yeah, that sounds fun. And then like by like, the third like incel she's like are we gonna be killed i'm like probably you know. yeah 100% yeah i'm gonna yeah. use a shield yeah. so so i go i do open mic at my home club um and i gave the uh, audience a choice i go do you want me to do my regular set or I go or i got divorced today i could talk about that and the whole audience like divorce you know yeah and so i riffed for like 10 minutes about my divorce and like what i went through and it was like funny but it was like also like really raw really real mm. So I get on stage, I go outside where the bar is at, and mm. the whole open mic's over, and this beautiful girl, I mean, she was so beautiful. Um, in fact, my brother noticed her first, and she's like, look at that, and it was like you're that. You're like, uh, mine. The way this. I just, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you're married, bro, come on. <laughs> you're like, um, I got divorced today, it's time. Right, so she walks up to me, which was very rare for me, and. <laughs> so humble. I know. She walks up to me, and she's just like, was that real about, like, you getting divorced? I go, Yeah. She's like, that was incredible. I'm like, oh, thanks. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm like, and this is how little game I have. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm headlining in a couple weeks. Come back. But, you know, it's kind of funny. Like, had I not gotten divorced that day, I don't think I would have had the courage to do what I did next, which is I walk up to her with my name and number on a napkin, and I slid it mm -hmm. over, and I said, I don't want to wait two weeks to see you. I go, call me tomorrow. <laughs> and, like, all of her friends went. Yeah, because it's like, that's what every woman dreams right. of. And so she like texted me that night. She's like, that was a baller move. Yeah. And we went on a date, but I was just like so like broken, yeah. you know, as a person mm -hmm. and drinking and, and just like we both and she was coming out of a relationship mm -hmm. and we both knew we weren't ready. But um, so we ghosted each other and then we found each other on Facebook and we eventually became friends. In fact, mm -hmm. I even went to her wedding like a few years later. Mm -hmm. And her marriage ended up lasting like about a year and didn't work out. Um, and, and we just kind of started dating right away. Mm -hmm. And it was like we were, I think we were like we were always into each other, but never like, I never flirted with her. I wasn't yeah. disrespectful. In fact, when she told me she was getting divorced, she You're told like, me I was like the only guy party. that didn't. What's that? You're throwing a party. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, like, I'm in finally. your bushes. Come get me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was like the only guy that didn't try to like sleep with her. I was like yeah. legitimately like, hey, can, do you need a friend? Like, do you want to talk? Like, can we have lunch? And I'm like, all of this. I'm like, yeah, yeah she's. How could she not have fallen in love with right. you? Right. <laughs> You're yeah. doing all the best moves. But then even 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 when we start, like, she's like, because when we first started together, she's like, I just want to I just want to hook up. And I'm like. I don't want to do that. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I don't, I go, I like you. And I go, so go, I go, go bang a bunch of dudes for a year. Yeah. Go f destroy this these men. This is a rom-com. Yeah. I go, go I'm destroy. like, this isn't a good movie. Right. And so I go, go destroy these poor dudes. And then when you're ready. <laughs> Break some hearts, just come, not mine. Come find me. I'm like, I'll, yeah. I'll be here. And she's oh like, my God. So she's like, no, I, w I really want to try it and then and we went on like one date and that was like it like mm -hmm. we just knew i and and here's what's funny and here's the rom-com part of it right so bad. when i was at her wedding mm -hmm. again this wasn't like i wasn't like pining after her i didn't have some secret crush i was just mm -hmm. she was just always like at that point we we're kind of like best friends yeah and um we i just really um cared about her like mm -hmm. legitimately yeah. but what's funny is like she also knew all of the shit that I was doing when I was dating. So, like, I couldn't 
there was no fooling her. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she, like there wasn't like I couldn't like try to be something I wasn't. I was like yeah. legitimately like she's like I am not gonna. She's like I knew you were a hoe. She's like I knew your hoe. Yeah, right. She's like yeah. Yeah, I know. You know. Like I know all of it. I'm like yeah. ah. So, so yeah. when we were, I was at her wedding. Um, I, I remember getting in my car and I kept thinking like, I'm like, this isn't it. Like, I don't feel like, like maybe not, it won't be for like 30 years, mm-hmm. but I kept thinking yeah, like, together. we're going to end up together. Like I'll be working some cruise ship somewhere and she'll be like, you know, my husband just fucking died or whatever. I don't even know what it was. I had no idea. What <laughs> I mean, that way more tragic. Than yeah. <laughs> well, I'm like, oh, because you're like, oh, they're going to be together forever. Right. And <laughs> no, I never think that. <laughs> <laughs> Very rarely. I'm like five years. Yeah. Every time one of my friends gets married, I'm like, mm, I'm giving to 35. You like post date the check gift. You're like, mm, you guys can cash this. Dude, I've years. been a bridesmaid quite a few times. And I'm like, every time I'm like, am I going to get this money back when yeah. you guys get divorced after a kid number two? Oh, yeah. Like, They're, uh, you can tell at the wedding. Mm-hmm, it's like. Yeah, I've stood I, up in a couple of those. Yeah, I'm like, this like, ain't going to last. Like, you don't like each other. I know what you did at your bachelor party. <laughs> yeah, right. And I'm like, mm, I know some things. Um, so. I kept having this vision in my head of she's an artist mm-hmm. of her painting like many like 30 years down the road of her painting and me just like reading on the couch. Like mm-hmm. I just had this vision Aww. and it literally I have a picture of us of me reading and her painting. Oh, that's so and it, like, cute. Came, and I'm not like this like the secret or vision. I no, don't, I don't yeah. you know what I mean. But it, it just literally like came to into an existence. Yeah. You know, that's, oh, that's I feel like we've spent many episodes talking about my um terrible dating life and i'm like oh well, there's hope there is i feel like the just one thing leave la that's <laughs> or just don't date in la for real though i'm yeah. like everyone here is a nightmare yeah um but i feel like i can't date or i usually don't date people i'm already friends with because i'm like oh they know too much i think that's but for me that was the good thing <laughs> yeah I'm because like, like my mo for dating was like uh like i come from a position of low self-worth and low self-esteem mm-hmm. for a long oh, time mm-hmm. and so I had to like create a character almost. Yeah. This bigger than life thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Especially, and it's really easy to do when you get on stage. Yeah. A lot of times, like, For hey, sure. just come to my show yeah. and you see this like bigger than life character. <laughs> yeah. You know? think you're like this really confident, cool. Yeah. I had an ex when we broke up. He was like, yeah, I feel like you completely gaslit me into thinking you're like a chill, cool girl. And I'm like, no, I am sometimes. <laughs> but then when I lose my shit, I like lose my shit. Right. Yeah. And that's he's like, 100% accurate. but you like, like cool, like dude stuff. And I'm like, that's a bad sign. Yeah. It's like, that means I have daddy issues. Yeah. So, I mean, you were in my fantasy football league. What the hell? No, legit, that we were. I won the fantasy football that year. Of course, you won. Yeah, I'm like, so fucking good at fantasy football. Like, no, you, you're good at it because because I use my brothers. Okay, all right, yeah. all right. That and I actually do know like yeah a medium amount about okay football. Yeah, but I feel like guys are always like, oh my god, it's so cool. And I'm like, yeah, mm, yeah. I think every girl's cool the first ninety days. <laughs> And then, like, on day nine, I, I literally wrote this bit one time about, like, how I'm only going to date girls for 90 days. Because on day 91, something, <laughs> something so funny. changes. Just one, like, there's, I, like, a one, and it's so small. It's just, like, like these are the bananas you got? And I'm like, oh, okay, it's no big deal. And I'm like, it's over. <laughs> it is over. 91 days. Somebody so mentioned something. Yeah. And they're like, I'm out. I'm like, I want to break. Like, uh, but I thought things were going great. They are going great, but... I'm so good at ignoring red flags and like things that are like yeah. obviously stop doing that. 
Oh, I... Stop it. I fall in love with terrible people. Oh, I fall in love before the appetizers get there. Exactly. Like, so, uh, I have like a whole story in my head. What were you thinking for an entree? And did you want to move in with me? You know, I'm like, get married tomorrow. That's really romantic oh, to me. Yes. So do this. Here's my advice to you. Try to convince whoever you're dating next to not date you. Because that's exactly what I do with my wife. Really? I, sp- I spent like <laughs> so funny. the first six months being like, this is a terrible idea. Like you do not want to. But yeah. but she knew me. Like she knew. Mm-hmm. Like we, because we had had. And, and I that's also encourage. That's the scary like, part. I also encourage like especially comedians to get into long distance relationships. Mm-hmm. Because like, and especially if like you fall in love easily. Because I'm the exact same way. I fall in love very easily. The long distance forces intimacy. Mm-hmm. It forces you to get to know this person. Mm-hmm. It forces you to like have conversations and not like yeah. immediately be physical or immediately like yeah. in, enmesh yourself. I'm really good at immediately. I think my last three relationships, like we met and then spent like two weeks together. Of course. Like the whole. You, yep. And I'm like, oh, that's not how you're supposed to, you're supposed to like no. date. <laughs> right. And like someone was like, Right. Don't do that's awful. That's terrible. And I was like, no, but we just really liked each other. Like, yeah. What else would you do? And it's so like, I came out of a very toxic, terrible relationship, mm-hmm. and it was kind of like a rock bottom in a way for me. And so I said, all right, nine for the next ninety days, I'm not dating, and not even that, I'm not looking. Yeah, because I was always just like, look, you know what I mean? Well, on Instagram, on the, oh, yeah. on the dating apps, yeah. like, and I didn't realize this. Um, that from the time I got divorced up until that moment, I hadn't stopped dating or fantasizing or yeah. like it, um, seeking out a partner or, da- you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it had been like my primary purpose in life was to yeah. be with somebody. And so when I took that 90 days, it was terrifying. And I know if, if you're a normal person right now, like you think this is a really weird, <laughs> like- this is really weird. But if you are like, you come from like this background of like constantly being in relationships. Yeah. The idea of being alone and not um, looking or hunting or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Um, and really, it lets like you have all these feelings kind of mm-hmm. come up and you deal with them and you clean house. And then like literally right around the 90 day mark, my wife now slid into my DMs oh, and she was like, I had a sex dream about you perfect. last night. And at the time we were friends. Yeah. I'm like, what is happening right now? <laughs> You're like, and I and I even I even stopped her. I go, what you, for, like, I go, was I any good? She's like, yeah. She's like, but I broke your dick off, and I was like, that's weird. You're like, okay. okay, I didn't even know that part. <laughs> yeah, let's um, let's so I but I called her. I'm like, what's going on right now? And then she's yeah. like, kind of told me that her 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 marriage was ending. But oh. if you you know, I tell I tell everybody like, take a break, man. Yeah, like just you you ha- and like really, but like like even get off the apps, even quit flirting, even like pull yourself out, and then you know, and I say this all the time. This is like so cheesy, but like like. It's not until you realize like you're the love of your life, right? Like the when love you, yourself first stuff. Honestly, it, but it's it's so tr- it's so cheesy, but it's so true mm-hmm. because until you're like, until you realize that your partner is just a compliment, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and not like the source of self esteem, self worth, mm-hmm. all that stuff. I'm not, I'm not speaking. To I'm you like, directly. no, this is all very, <laughs> you know, but, very. So like, you know, because you know, first year of sobriety, everyone's like, sure, don't date. Oh, a hundred percent. Which. Yeah, and, know, no, and everybody does. Yeah, but, but we still have to say it and we still mean it. That was the biggest mistake I made. Was dating again. Was dating. Of course. And I like immediately was like, I mean. And mesh. I don't love the like love addict stuff. Yeah. But it's like all of my like right. addictive energy. Of course. Just like switched to that. And yes. then it was like, 
oh, you do need to work on yourself. Yeah. Alone. Like, yes. And it was like, oh, I had to learn that lesson. Uh, it's the hard way. It's so, it, dude, it's such a hard lesson to learn because I did the same thing. So I quit drinking and the first year I was smoking weed. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I don't know. And then I actually had like an argument with my sponsor. I'm like, I don't have a problem with weed. He's like, then quit. Like, then I will. <laughs> you know, and then I stopped. I reset my, my time and all that stuff. Yeah. And then I stopped weed. And then, you know, I had always dated toxic women. Mm-hmm. Always, always, always. But this was like next level shit. That's exactly what I was like. I was. This was. And, and it was like. You you so it's almost like I, the way I describe it is like you play like whack a mole with your addictions, mm-hmm. you know, and you could call it sex addiction or love addiction or whatever. Yeah. You, you don't have to call it anything. Mm-hmm. The fact is, is that like I have this like giant hole in my soul, mm-hmm. and I will put literally anything in it. Yeah, Reese's peanut butter cups, <laughs> poker, women, anything. Know. You know what I mean? Tacos. Fuck, it doesn't matter. Like, insert something here as long as I don't have to feel that mm-hmm. feeling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when I did this like 90 day cleanse of pursuing relationships or sex or whatever it was, mm-hmm. that shit came to the, the surface and yeah. it was just like, it was painful. But like, my God, did I come out of it on the other end, like yeah. feeling like amazing. That's awesome. And then God or whatever, whatever, whatever you want, just delivered my wife to me. It was just like, mm. here's your prize. I was just like, that's amazing. this person that knows you already and you, I literally cannot bullshit her. Yeah. Like, I remember when she first came to L.A., I, like, introduced her. I'm like, oh, this is so-and-so. She's like, yeah, I know. You fucked her. I was like, god <laughs> damn. <laughs> She's so like, you funny. sent me a picture of her after you like. I'm like, oh, God. Wait, that's so funny. Oh, yeah. I'm like, that's like a whole other level of trust. Like, that's. Yeah. I think I was grooming her, to be honest with you. My wife, I'm like, Whatever, if it worked, look at it this, this hot girl. I'm, <laughs> you know, I, I deserve that's you. so crazy. Yeah. yeah. I, that's, I'm like, I'm just now doing the thing where I'm, like, not dating. Um, stick to it i'm only 30 days in but i'm working on it but i will say when i was in rehab my mm-hmm. like counselor told me i was the most all or nothing person she'd ever met and i'm like we're in a rehab yeah this is all <laughs> I'm like you're telling me i won that's <laughs> yeah. like a bad thing yeah she was like this is gonna go somewhere and i was like no it's not i'm fine yeah and it was like oh just wait you're gonna fall in love with the most damaged person oh anyone ever has met and there's you know what and and people don't get this like normies we call mm. it, we call you normies by the way yeah, you um know. people don't get this there is a level of comfort and safety in dating toxic people mm-hmm. because you know that the rails are going to come off mm-hmm. and you know they're going to fucking leave or you know you know what i mean so like, like a little bit prepared so absolutely like because there's but it also i was dating a girl i don't even want to call it, we were just hooking up right mm-hmm. and she literally we had never gone out. We were just hooking up. And yeah. then finally I was like, you want to g- grab some food? She's like, I don't know what you're mean. What are you? I'm like, she's like, yeah, we can grab food. So then I was like, it was around tax time. And I'm like, so you doing your taxes? I go, what do you do, by the way, <laughs> for money? Like, this thing was just physical. And she goes, and she got like super quiet and super, well, she was like a sugar baby. <laughs> oh and she like got like men paid her money to like you whatever. You I, I could have cared less. Yeah. I couldn't I have given two shits. I'm like, wait, you don't you don't charge me? You don't need any money from me? She's like, no, you're great. I'm like, <laughs> you're like, I won. Cool, I yeah. won. Yeah, but like for me, this this was like this is perfect because there's no future here, mm-hmm. and that way I don't have to be intimate with you, and you don't have yeah. to get to know me. In fact, yeah. you know, and of course it went, you know, yeah, skyrocketing into sure. the ground. Yeah, but 
you know, there's a certain safety in that. Mm-hmm. It's when you start like being real and intimate and like that's talking about finances and like the big getting- one is I am like <laughs> my family is my family's great, but my family's real interesting. I like the idea of like introducing someone to my family terrifies me so much that I feel mm-hmm. like I'm like, well, we can't get that close because yeah. and I figured that out like this year. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, the first time I met my wife's family now. Like, we were friends, but I, I didn't really know her family. It was like we would grab lunch. We would mm. hang out, grab, you know. So I, I never, like, really kind of got involved with her family too much. But her family knew that, oh, I've got this friend, Ken. And they, they were always aware of who I was mm. in my existence. So when we first started talking about dating, it was Christmas Eve. And she invites me over. And her dad, who... So my dad, my dad's a firefighter. My brothers are all firefighters. Her dad is a firefighter. And I walk in and they got like That's all, so Chicago. I feel oh, like every person in Chicago has like a real Cops, like the jobs you like grow up yep. being like, yeah. I want to be a nurse. I want to be a yeah. like it's like those are the jobs people have. It's the city of big shoulders. And so I walk in, he's got all these guns on the table, right? <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I, and I don't like I grew up around I didn't care. You yeah. know what I mean? So he was like, you know, oh, we got this gun. And I literally picked up a gun. I go, Oh, I go, I shot this gun in Iraq. And all the guys in the room are like you were in Iraq? And I go, yeah, to entertain the troops. <laughs> you entertain the troops? I mean, and so I'm like, well, you guys are one over for it. You know what I mean? So it was just like. <laughs> That's amazing. But you're there's like, this like level of like maturity and self-assuredness. <laughs> where you're like, yeah, I went to go entertain the yeah. troops in Iraq. You're like, this guy's awesome. You know? It was, was like, I'm also aware you're not going to shoot me right yeah, now. Yeah, like, right. You know? It was so funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. I can't believe he actually. Like, I feel like that's like a thing you hear where you're like, I'm going to be cleaning my gun when you oh, bring your boy. And it's like. It's most dating in Chicago. That's not the <laughs> yeah. first time it's happened to me. One one girl I dated when I was in high school, uh, both of her parents were cops and he was literally cleaning his gun. Like, what time are you going to have her home? You know, yeah. like, and we we're friends still and we still laugh about that. Yeah. But, yeah. Wait, the guy I dated in Chicago for like the longest amount of time, um, his dad was a cop mm-hmm. and he was like constantly in trouble with the law. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, this is so hot. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, yeah, his whole family was like cops and I, think- I got pulled over for a DUI. Yeah. Suspicion of DUI, right? Suspicion. Uh got put in jail. Mm. My dad come bails me out. Now I did I like pleaded with the guy, like, my dad's a firefighter. I go, I'll leave the car here. Mm. My dad'll come get me. No, no, you're going in. So okay. <laughs> I go in, I call the next day I call my mom my one of my best friend's mom's. I said, hey, I got picked up. I got a DUI. This is my court. She goes, call this guy. He's a great lawyer. Call the lawyer. He knew the cop that pulled me over. Mm. He's like, I know he's a ball buster, but he's a good guy. So I go to court and, um, the you know, first of all, my lawyer doesn't show up. Some other guy shows up. I go, who the fuck are you? He's mm. like, don't worry. So-and-so sent me. I go, okay. The prosecutor walks up to my lawyer and looks at me and goes, I heard you're a comedian. I go, yeah. She goes... Make sure none of this gets in your act. So then she, they, they walk up and she says something to the judge and he says something to the judge and she says something to the judge. And then he, the, the, the judge hits the thing and my lawyer turns and looks at me. He goes, I don't know who you are. He goes, but we're out of here. I go, grab your suitcase. Oh I, go, I go, grab your suitcase. I'll buy you lunch. And we walked out. No, no breathalyzer, no insurance. No, like that's, that's what amazing. Chicago is, right? Like oh, I that's, love, that's the thing I love about Chicago is that it all seems kind of like, uh, you're all juiced in. or whatever. Yes. And I'm like, very cool. And I hope, hopefully nobody of any importance listens to this regards to, but, but like, 
And then I sent like flowers to my friend's mom, and she's like, I don't. She goes, This was your one time get out of jail free card. Yeah. Like, never again. But that's the thing. And you move to LA, and you're like, Oh, I don't have that, you know, insulation yeah. anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's like, Oh, gosh, you know, it's weird. Yeah. I, um, I guess I, I technically got arrested in Chicago, but <laughs> it's technically. I was like just put in the drunk tank and then okay. there was no consequences. Yeah. Um, and it was like I had a friend whose dad was a cop and I was like, can you, I like called her to get me out and she was right. like, oh yeah, I'll just bring him. They'll let you out. Of and it was like, yeah, there was no consequence whatsoever. I feel terrible for this and I probably should find this guy and apologize, but I got drunk and I decided to drag race my friend. Mm. I drove a Toyota Camry mm-hmm. and- you don't need to drag race yeah, a Toyota yeah. Camry. Well, I missed my turn, and so I decided I'm going to make the turn halfway through the intersection, and I crash into another car. Oh, shit. And I call my buddy, and he's a cop, and I said, hey, meet me at the police station. You know, I think I'm going in. Mm-hmm. So he comes in, and of course, they they, they give me a ticket for uh, whatever, disorderly driving or something, mm-hmm. like reckless driving or yeah. whatever. So, um, so I go to court. And the guy who I hit, who was coming home from work, everyone's going to hate me after this, by the way, um, doesn't show up to court, but it turns out he was driving on a suspended license. And so they issued a bench warrant for his arrest. And oh I, my God. And I walked out. Holy shit. Because I looked at the prosecutor. I go, what do you want to do, man? He goes, all right, you can go. And just let me. I mean, it wow. was like, but was here's the thing, be. though. It was meant to be. But here's the thing, though. You can't get sober in that environment. Yeah. yeah. My, right. What I got. Okay. So my Chicago apartment was very shitty. Um, and I constantly lost my keys and I would come home drunk and just break into the apartment. Yeah. Um, and I was in the wrong apartment building. Awesome. Awesome. And I yes. broke into the wrong, like some random person's apartment. And they called the cops. Yes. And it's like, as they should. In, and, yes. Yeah. I'm like, but I'm just like a girl in the wrong situation. Yeah. Um, they called the cops and it's like any other city that would be like breaking and entering. Yeah. You're going in. Yeah. In Chicago, they were like, it happens all the time. My buddy's a cop. He's like, I don't even know how to write up a DUI. <laughs> I have, he goes, usually we just throw their keys like in the, you know, in the, into an alley or something <laughs> like go find them tomorrow or something. Or we park the, so you funny. know, park the car, walk yeah. home or, you know, and he's like, we, he's like, we have no idea. We got, we got other things to worry about. The only person I know who has actually gotten arrested and like there were like they did all the paperwork in mm-hmm. Chicago, got arrested for peeing in an alley. Really? And had to register as a sex offender. Oh, that's awful. Because it was by a school. And I'm like, oh, that's, oh, that's awful. It's like what everyone else did was so much worse. And yet you have actual like. Now, he was peeing on a kid at the time. Yeah, I mean, he that, was. He that was. Part, you leave that part yeah, of the in his mouth. The that was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, where else but, would you pee? But you in know, a kid's yeah, mouth. Like, I mean, we no. all make mistakes. <laughs> Come on. Can't help what he's into. You're only 40 once. <laughs> I think he was like 35. <laughs> this is also my cousin, by the way, but I was like, oh, God, perfect. I was like, well, I don't think my aunt's going to listen to this. My buddy went to a Cubs Sox game. We we're all diehard White Sox fans. Mm. So he went to a Cubs White Sox game in Wrigley. He mm-hmm. got super drunk, decided to go to sleep on the sidewalk. <laughs> They call an ambulance, and the fire department show up because the ambulance was busy. And yeah. firemen shaking him awake, and my buddy wakes up and punches the firefighter <laughs> and gets the shit kicked out of him by six firefighters, as he should. As you should. He's got boot marks on his face. 
cops come by. I mean, you 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 punch a firefighter or a cop, automatically yeah. you're going in, right? Yeah. So they send him to jail, and all of a sudden now we got to call, you know, so and so's dad has yeah. to go, and get, you know, so they get him out, and um, I remember we got a hold of the firefighter that he punched, and we're like, look, he's really sorry. Here's a gift card, really like sorry. you know, like we're like bribing him, like where was the gift card to? And he it oh I don't even it was like some like uh let us entertain you right <laughs> oh yeah right right mm-hmm. and so we're like we're, we're really sorry you know blah blah, blah. He's, you know apologize he's like oh you know so we're like but just don't go to court because if you don't go to court there's no witness this dude shows up to court and it was like it was like a scene out of a mob movie where we're like just staring at him waiting for him to like walk out of court because like all my all of my family I've, i come from three generations of firefighters yeah. we're like well you're going like you're going to the airport now. Like this is boring. Like nobody wants to go to the airport. Like well, yeah. now you're going to get assigned to the airport because like that's yeah. how that's how much oh, juice God. we have. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. no, you know. Yeah, nothing we can do here. Yeah, it was funny. That's so funny. He got out of it though. We always get out of it. That's yeah. That's literally the. I don't know yeah. anyone who. Chicago has no rules. No. Bars like close when they want to close. Yeah. Like, I met my first wife. So was, you know, I met my first wife at a five a.m. bar. Yeah, that's. Yeah. There was one of those across the street from mm-hmm. my apartment. And that's where all the bartenders and servers go after their mm-hmm, shifts. Mm-hmm. That's where yeah. I got a job there. Got mm-hmm. fired from there, which I'm like, that was pretty. How did you get fired from that? Um, I kept forgetting to like take people's cards. Oh. <laughs> I was just letting out? everyone drink for free. But that's the other thing. Like, like my, my, I guess you call it crew. My crew of guys, we literally bankrupted a bar. Yeah, that was like a legit like the owners like so my best friend was the doorman my roommate was the bartender and we would just roll in like six or seven of us and drink them completely yeah yeah that's like what yeah and he finally like sunday morning was like i'm going to close the bar like forever unless you guys start charging for drinks which lasted like about a week so we he closes the bar and we go down like four doors to another bar and we walk in this guy al's like Get the fuck out of <laughs> my like, bar. No. <laughs> He's like, no. He's like, you're not yeah. coming in here. And we're like, oh, we'll pay for our beer. He's like, nope, not a single one. You can go, oh, you know? There's a bar called uh, Irish Eyes. And of course, Irish Eyes. I love Irish Eyes. I love Eyes. It has carpet. Yes. There's like carpeting. Yes. And like. Our, fr- our favorite, our friend Whitey used to sing there all the time. I love, I'm like, I yes. spent years in that place. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If- so I'll tell you a story. It's a bachelor party. We go, we go <laughs> to a bar. I'm on crutches at the time. I had a hip thing going on. And some guy- Was it guy, winter? What's that? Was it winter? Winter. Oh, that's terrifying. Some guy is getting kicked out of the bar. And for whatever reason, he drops a shoulder into me <laughs> and knocks me down. And I start to like crutch out, you know. <laughs> All I see are two of my best friends. I just see blurs go walking past- and they go out and they grab this guy and kick the shit out of him. My buddy hit him and then he moved his head and he hit the concrete and, his, and broke his oh, hand. No. So then we're like, hey, we, so there's the yell, somebody yells, so they call the cops. So six grown men get into like a taxi cab. I got like two friends on, on my lap and we go straight to Irish Eyes. And my buddy's like, this is the greatest bachelor party I've ever had. Because he's like from the Schaumburg or something like that. Every bachelor party oh, should my. end at Irish Eyes. It's Irish the best Eyes. bar in the world. Irish, shout out to Irish Eyes. I, the number of fights I caused there. Oh. Because I, Chicago, like the hottest thing to me, 
I don't know why, yeah. is if a man will like defend me or like get in a fight sure. for me, very easy to find in Chicago. <laughs> yes. He like meet a guy and like 10 minutes later, he's like defending your honor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, and you're like, you're like, did you just call me a bitch? Yeah, exactly. Like, Excuse me, what? <laughs> he's like, Brittany, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, that's not my name, but. Yeah, yeah. It was really close. <laughs> It's, it can be Brittany. I don't it care. Can be, I'll change I'll, it. If you're over six feet tall, you can call me whatever you I want. I love you. I will change my name. I don't care. Yeah, right? I'm like, I'm for sure going to remember you tomorrow. Yeah, people don't understand. Like, people understand the Chicago thing. Like, it's real. It's it is real, real. It's the best place to be an alcoholic. Oh. I, dude, I didn't. I, I mean this. I didn't realize I was an alcoholic until I came to LA. Everyone in Chicago. Like, I had no idea. Yeah. And then on like a Tuesday, I'm at the improv and I'm like, oh, let me put it this way. The improv stopped ordering Miller Lite when I quit drinking. <laughs> like, that's how much I drink. That's amazing. Miller Lite at the improv. Like, yeah, we don't order it anymore. Like, you're the only one that was drinking it. <laughs> that's so funny. And I'm sitting there on a Tuesday, like, open mic night yeah. or whatever when I first moved here. And I'm like, why aren't you just getting fucked up? And I'm like, it's Tuesday, idiot. Like, yeah. we all work tomorrow. I'm like, oh, okay. You're like, wait, what? That's not a... Oh. When's that stop you drinking and driving every moment of yeah. the day? I'm like, come on. Yeah. Uh, I went to DePaul and, yeah. um, like... I don't, people go to church like church yeah. sometimes yeah because they have like uh i don't know they have things where they like feed <laughs> dead you. relatives they, have, they feed you after if you go yeah. to mass yeah um so like students will go and it's like everyone pre-gamed church oh yeah it's like dude yeah and i was like this is cool oh my, my first buddy got married in like 2001 he was like he could not wait to get married i think we were 22 mm-hmm. or 23 it was right after, it, was, it was a month after 9-11 oh and um Shout out, never forget. And uh, the priest, the priest literally came out and was like, "Yeah, you guys gotta, you guys are getting." I guess I don't mind if you like sip a, a, a little bit. Of, he's like, "You're getting fucked up out here." He's like, "You gotta." It's a church. And we're like, yeah. "All right, pa- all right, father." He's like, "I'm not a father." I'm like, "All right, father." You're like, Whatever. We're all used to Irish priests. Like, all right, uh-huh. father. Yeah, my family uh, got uninvited from midnight mass on Christmas. Oh, it's amazing. Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, we got asked to no longer come. What happened? My parents have this really big uh, Christmas Eve party where, like, mm-hmm. my mom's whole family that's, like, all Irish. Right. I have a ton of cousins. We're all, like, really close in age. Um, Where'd you grow up? I moved around a lot. But okay. um, I went to high school in Kansas City. Okay. And, like, Where did this take there. place? Kansas City? This one, yeah, this was in Kansas City. Okay. This okay. is when I was in high school. Okay. Um, Paint the picture, Brittany. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had a boss who called me Brittany for... <laughs> it was Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> really? Yeah. I worked for Gwyneth Paltrow and... For two years. Really? Uh-huh. And she... As an assistant or... No, I worked for the gym. She oh. she owns like Tracy Anderson. Okay. Which is like a Pilates place. But we yeah. had sweatshirts with our name on them. Like my name was... Was Brittany? Was, no, it said Courtney. And she oh, would still call me Brittany. God, and I was like, can better. you read? No. I don't think she can. No. She said the meanest thing that anyone has ever uh, said to me in this city. What did she say to you? Um, I came in and I was super hungover Mm -hmm. and uh, still on coke. And she goes, you look like you could use a cleanse. Wow. (laughs) And then she did pay for the cleanse. But she wasn't wrong. No, she was right. I did need a cleanse. But. It was not like the red meat I was eating that was the problem. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, your skin looks awful. Are you eating? I just did bumps at Warwick. So. like have you tried organic so you're in kansas city we're in kansas city christmas eve christmas eve my parents have a uh just like a like the most similar parties i've been to to their christmas eve party is like frat parties in college okay um like my grandma like leads everyone in shots okay it's very fun yeah 
less fun now. She calls everyone pussies. Yeah, no, she's like, she gets mad at at my mom because she married an Italian guy. Okay. She's like, an Italian shit in you. Um, (laughs) It's the weakness in her opinion. (laughs) Um, But everyone, like, once I'm, there was like a margarita machine Mm -hmm. and my dad still gets mad at my sister because she was putting Patron in margaritas. Okay. It was like too much money. Um, But everyone got shit faced and uh, went to uh midnight mass yeah and everyone in my family thinks they're very funny oh okay. and so they're like quiet commentary oh yeah was like very loud very loud just talking yeah. to each other yep <laughs> and uh yeah the priest came and that was it that was it 86 yeah and we were Is told to you guys party so much <laughs> <laughs> constantly kicked out of church yes <laughs> my grandma does has changed churches Oh, yeah. Many, many times. And I'm like, I think you're the Irish, problem. Is she Irish Catholic? Yeah, they hold on. Grudges, bro. I haven't met a single Irish Catholic lady in her 70s who doesn't not talk to her sister. I mean, does that talk to her sister. My grandma hates women. Yeah. So. And they don't, none of them drive on the highway. My, Does she your grandma drive on the highway? Doesn't drive on the highway. Right. She shouldn't drive at all. Yeah. Anymore. I mean, she right. was a terrible driver always. Like, yeah. I was like... 15 and like just got my learner's permit and my mom would be like yeah if you go out with grandma you should drive yeah um but no my grandma holds grudges like oh there's like a whole totem pole system of cousins um as a woman i was already near the bottom um and then i called her a bitch and a joke oh um that i put on the internet yep and i found out she has instagram okay um so i'm the very bottom of the totem pole graham's got the gram yeah for no reason all right I, her profile, I thought it was spam. It was like, it's like six of the same picture of Elvis. <laughs> like, my mom loves Elvis too. Dude, I don't even know if my we used to have Elvis. giant oil paintings of Elvis in my house. Why are there uh, so many like kitschy paintings? Like there's like velvet oh. paintings of Elvis. Were, it wasn't even like hot Elvis. It was like, like it's always, it's like, jumpsuit Elvis. Yes. Where you're like, just the chops. Yeah, you're like, why do you have his rock bottom and on you're your a kid and You're like, oh, it's just uh, Elvis painting. And then as you wake, grow up, you're like, why didn't my dad say something? <laughs> and she's like, oh, That's we were. True. You're like, Plus, like, but back in the day, they, it cost him like $15 to fly to Vegas and go see Elvis. Like it, it was I nothing. Know. Yeah. It was like old school Vegas. Yeah. 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 We have not talked about the subject of this oh, podcast. Yes. Which is on me. I wanted, no. I was like, talk about Bad Chicago. influence. I mean, I can tell you the person who was a bad influence. Oh, yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell That's you two stories. Number one was Danny Bruick. Um, <laughs> we is, almost called this podcast first name, last name. Yeah. Uh, he actually, I think it, I think he's a Coke dealer now. I'm oh, sure. my God. I thought I'm you were going to say he was sure. dead. And I was like, I don't know if we can no, 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 the he, story. <laughs> uh, he might be. But um, Danny Bruick was the co- like the coolest kid in grammar school. Mm-hmm. He is grammar school, elementary school, elementary school. Yeah, okay. sorry, it's another Chicago thing. I'm like, he. They got a lot of words. He's the first kid that gave me a cigarette. Mm. Um, I went to his house. Uh, I don't think his dad was in the picture, obviously. Um, <laughs> that's another theme on this podcast. Yeah, and then I remember we were in his garage in a car, and he had two girls, and we're like, I think <laughs> we're like twelve, eleven or twelve, like He's twelve. Like, and he's like making out with two girls, and I remember just like reaching my hand in the back, like huh, like trying to feel. <laughs> he's like making fun of people for being a virgin when he's like having threesomes. Yeah, and I'm like, this is the coolest. He had like spiked hair, and he mm. had like all the coolest clothes. Hair and... gel got you a long way. Oh my point. god, he was the coolest kid ever. 
And I literally started smoking cigarettes. My grades started to drop. Like, mm-hmm. and then all the, but my parents, like, like to their credit, they're great parents. They're like, nope, no more Danny Brewick. He's mm-hmm. out. And, you know, all of a sudden I stopped hanging out. Did you, like, sneak grades. out to see him or anything? Like, no, but it was just like, I just wanted, I wanted so badly to be him. Yeah. Because he was so popular with girls, mm-hmm. and I, like I, I was, I've been into girls since like since I can remember. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to like always have a girlfriend. I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, and so I, I think that's kind of like set me off on this path of like trying to be Danny Bruick. So years ago, he he called, he like followed me on Facebook. He's like, "Why don't you have come out and do a comedy show?" And I didn't want to do his comedy show. It was at his bar. Oh, I was like, what, is he a producer? Or like- yeah, and then I was like, oh, I need five, 1500 bucks. He's like, oh, yeah, I was going to give you two grand, but $1,500. We're like, God, he had no idea. <laughs> so like, he, he comes out. It's the Bulls playoffs. They're, so no one's paying attention. Hmm. He's like, I'll wait till the game's over. I go up there. Everyone eats shit. And then like two weeks later, his bar gets closed down because they're selling coke out of it. <laughs> and I'm just like, so the, so the second story is this. So a dear friend of mine, I will not give his last name, he stays from freshman year to sophomore year. I went to the University of Iowa. Mm-hmm. I went to the University of Iowa for four years. Mm-hmm. But from freshman year to sophomore year, he stayed in Iowa that summer. Mm-hmm. And he got a job and he started uh, selling weed. Mm-hmm. Right? Then he started hanging out. And I was going to actually call him on the way here because <laughs> I couldn't remember what fraternity it was. But it was like uh, the rapey fraternity. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. And so he's he, he was like, so I get back to school sophomore year. He goes, all right, here's the deal. He's like, I'm selling weed. He goes, I'm, I'm hanging out with these guys. I might join their fraternity. Mm-hmm. He goes, I've got to connect down in Florida. He's like, and he can send us like a key of Coke. Uh-huh. He goes, and we can literally run cocaine in Iowa City, which at the time was- <laughs> The drug lord of the college the biggest, town. He was the biggest party school in the country at the time. Oh, and he, and there was awesome. no, they couldn't even get weed at the time. I mean, this is like the 90s, 95 to 99. He's like, he's like, I got it all. And this is literally the smartest person I've ever met. He's a CFO right now. Mm-hmm. And he goes, we can wow. move wow. more cocaine. <laughs> that took me a minute. So he goes, we can, he's like, we can own Iowa City. He's like, <laughs> he goes, he's like, what do you think? And I literally, I go, and I literally go, now, uh, let me back up a little bit. At this point, we had the largest fake ID operation in the Midwest. <laughs> We we like had businessmen. I mean, you have no idea. We have no idea. We we ran the University of Iowa for, for what state all were the purposes. IDs? What's that? Were the so this was 1995. Yeah, we spent nine hundred dollars on a scanner. That's how much scanners were back then. What nine hundred dollars? Wow. And we put poster board that had handwritten stent not handwritten but it had stencils. And what we did is we got a fake ID or no, we got an ID book. So we were like, all right, we'll pick fucking Rhode Island. So we made Rhode Island and then and then like we got into the stamping and like yeah. like this is sophisticated stuff. Wow. And we were charging like two hundred a pop yeah. and and then all of a sudden he got drunk one night and they found his fake ID and they're like they're like, Where'd you get this? And he's like, I'm not gonna tell, I ain't no rat. Well he's gonna rat on himself. He was the, like it was him. I ain't no rat. You know? So freshman year we had the largest so now sophomore year he wants to bump it up to cocaine distribution. <laughs> And I'm just like, let me sleep on it. Now, here's the deal, right? This kid, he, but we were, we were going to be the muscle because I already had two friends that were going to join us. Uh-huh. They were already freshmen. And these guys are goons, like just south side, like, go kill him. Like, you got it, boss. Like that, you know. So, this is amazing. So we're, 
So he goes, we're going to join this fraternity, uh, Pikes. Pike yeah, Kappa oh, no, that is the rapey. Pikes, yeah. That's still the rapey. Yeah. So he's like, you know, we're not, and we're not going to fit in. He's like, but we're going to sell Coke to all these kids. They're all, all Corvettes, Ferraris, you know, like, yeah. they're all rich kids. He goes, we're going we're gonna, to, and I go, okay. I go, let me, let me sleep on it. And I did. I slept on it. What response? And I go, uh, dude, because, because again, it goes back to my parenting or my, my mom and dad, not mm-hmm. my parenting, but my mom and dad. So I wake up, I, he goes, what do you think? I go, dude, I go, I go, I go, I'm not going to do it. And he goes, why? I go, this is one of those times in your life where you see the fork in the road. I go, I would not have and, seen you, it and we, we either go this way and we are cocaine dealers forever until we go caught or to jail. Go, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or we go this way. I go, and the thing that I can't get out of my head is my dad having to bail me out because I was selling coke. I go, I can't get that vision out of my head. I go, I don't ever want to see what, what like, that ability to like play the story. Yeah, What's it play the tape or whatever. I'm Dude, like, Damn. it was I, it was an intervention of the higher sorts yeah. because because you, I was 21 at the time and he was making good money as as a, just selling weed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like we had big screen TV, we mm-hmm. had leather couches, we had, you know. Yeah. So this kid, right? <laughs> he ends up leaving after junior year. He was a computer science major. The he starts dealer. A, yeah, the dealer. He starts wow. an internet company in 1998. It was Facebook. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. This is that Mark Mark Zuckerberg. No. <laughs> but he he moved down to Florida. He started a, an internet company. I got I left there. I graduated. I'm like, dude, I gotta get my degree. I go. My dad's gotta see me cross the stage. I go. He'll die. Yeah. My parents. I go down there. See that. <laughs> I spend like six months. It doesn't work out. Yeah. He sells the company. He goes to another company. Hmm. He goes to. And he never finished college, but I think he did now. I think he got mm-hmm. a degree at, at whatever, some Ivy League school. But, he, yeah, he's a CFO of a company now. But he's like, it's he's wild. that guy that was always like, you know. He's like figuring, a businessman. Figuring, yes, always. If you had done it, do you think you would have become Johnny Mitchell? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Before him, you would have like beat him to it. <laughs> Dude, I gave that kid so much shit. I had to follow him one night. John, if you don't know Johnny yeah, Mitchell, this is, no one's gonna know. <laughs> so he got arrested for dealing drugs in Oregon. I go, and I had to follow him one night at Supernova, and I go, guys, give it up for Johnny Mitchell. I go, he did hard time in Portland, Oregon, <laughs> for <laughs> selling <laughs> some weed. <laughs> I was like, Ugh. I'm like, I've been locked up in Cook County in Chicago. They're like, you with two six or gangster disciples? I'm like, I'm with the Lutherans. I don't know, like, bro, it's like. It's so funny because I feel like every, like when I heard like bits of his story, I was like, oh my God, so cool. And then I was like, I heard weed in Portland and I was like, oh. Yeah, right. That's exactly, and I, you know, I got off stage. We're friends. I, yeah. I wasn't like I don't really dick, know him like, very well, so I should probably be talking about shit. Bro, I go, shit, first of all, but... you were in jail in Oregon. Come on. I go, and you're in I thought for they weed. Like, nothing was the crime there. And now he's like the biggest YouTube drug guy i'm like are you kidding me i know this thing doesn't make any sense i'm like mm, okay but they hustles I, yeah he no hustles. yeah also a businessman good, good yes. i feel like um because you know we had dare in yes. high school and it was like yeah it uh it didn't work at all on me it i was like me. that all looks really cool um yeah. <laughs> and then i did it um <laughs> but i feel like they touched on like they had videos about like drug dealers and stuff yeah and like you know it was all very like this will ruin your life and yeah. you'll end up in jail and you're going to be on the streets. And uh, the guy who uh, dealt drugs at my school mm-hmm. went to Stanford. Yes. And is now uh, like 
making six figures as like a 30 year old yeah and i'm like he works out at gwyneth paltrow's gym <laughs> he probably would but, oh my God. but that's i mean but it's like no he was a businessman yes that's all it is he like was if, like entrepreneur if you've got the hustle if you got and look i i ended up uh work my last job before i became a full-time comic i was a managing director at nasdaq so i come from that mm-hmm. you know hustle and money and i tell people this all the time and they don't get it they laugh whatever i go if you want to be rich just go be rich mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and, and what I mean by that is like my wife and I went to a Super Bowl party a couple years ago and it was a $5 million house. Mm-hmm. And my wife is looking around and she's like, this is a really nice house. I go, honey, I go, we could have this house. She's like, what do you mean? I go, you just won't ever see me. Like, I'm going to work 80 to 90 to 100 hours a week yeah. so that we can have this house. And I go, but if you want this house, I'll give it to you. Yeah. I'm like, I choose to live a life of like being around and being mm-hmm. with you and hanging out and like doing fun stuff. Yeah. Like, but I can like... Like if you are if you are as obsessed with making money as you are with drinking or relationships or mm-hmm. yeah right I'm like or, I could be a billionaire you could because like if you just like wake up every day and that is your sole focus is to get more money than you had the day before mm-hmm. you can do that yeah instead you know? I'm like how can I get out of work at this coffee shop today <laughs> right and people people are like, oh man it's not that easy I go it is if that that's the only thing you think of yeah I feel like this kid the Daniel. Uh, yeah. The kid who dealt drugs at my high school. I'm like, oh, you could tell how smart he was then because one time uh, we were at a party and the cops came and he had the drugs with him. Yeah. And he was like, I have a record. I can't be caught with this. And I thought he was hot. Right. Of course. So I was like, oh, I'll right take down them. the pants they go. Yeah, right. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, yep, that person was smart and yeah. uh, knew how to uh, stay. I knew get a guy life. dealt drugs for, dealt coke for 13 years and never yeah, got caught. Coke too. I go, what, how, I go, how'd you never get caught? He goes, I didn't get greedy. He goes, mm-hmm. I knew what my bills were every month. He goes, I knew who my five customers were. Yeah. He goes, and that was it, man. He goes, they, he goes, every, he goes, the only reason, the only, he goes, the only way you get caught selling Coke is if you get greedy. He goes, that's the only way you get caught. Um, yeah. I was going to say, um, oh, I had another buddy of mine. And when we were in college, he, he was working on the summer and he was working for a contractor, you, you know, mm-hmm. build buildings mm-hmm. and stuff. But he was working for two contractors at once. So he would get up from six, some five or six a.m. till nine a.m. and then he would go to his other job or something like that. Oof. And and by the end of the summer, he had put away forty or fifty thousand dollars, right? Wow. And he started his own contracting firm. And now I see him like on Instagram with like fucking Jimmy John and like 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 all these like yeah. he's in that circle of mm-hmm. people now. But we used to make fun of him because we're out playing volleyball, getting like, wasted. Yeah, yeah, we're like, Mike, why are you working these two jobs? He's like, I got a goal, man. He's like, you know, and yeah. he took that fifty thousand and he built this huge contracting company mm-hmm. while while learning at other contracting companies. And mm-hmm. so, you know, my message to everybody is like, like whatever your thing is, like my thing is comedy. Yeah. Like I love it. I'm maniacally focused on comedy. Mm-hmm. But if your thing is money, like go out and make as much money as you possibly can. But yeah. But but no, like like my aunt and uncle are millionaires. Mm. They are absolutely run by their business. I mean that makes sense, right? If, like yeah. You are that is one of their kids. That is like they spend more time working on their business than doing anything other thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's beautiful house in Florida, and they drive these sick ass cars, and they I'm just like, and I have a boat, and I'm just like, when do you enjoy any? Yeah, of this I'm like stuff? when are you on your boat? When do you enjoy any of this stuff? Yeah. I feel yeah. like, yeah, the only thing I work that hard at is comedy. And I'm like, well, there's no money right. coming, but right. at least passion. and Yeah. But even comedy, I feel like um, I have some friends who 
kind of do comedy, mm-hmm. but um, they don't like going to mics and they don't like going to hang out at the improv mic where you're never going to get up. And, and like they don't like doing comedy. Yeah, exactly. It's like, if that's going to be your thing, I think you have to work hard even at the parts of comedy that aren't that's, the most fun. You have fun. to show up yeah. every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Every day you have to show up. And I, the way, when I moved to LA, I the way I viewed it was, um, the way I viewed Los Angeles was, if I'm going to be away from all my family and all my friends and give all of this up, mm-hmm. then I am punching the clock at five o'clock. And even though I was headlining when I left Chicago and I was like, you know, my picture, none of that meant shit. My first show in Los Angeles, I had to follow Damon Wayans. And the MC, the MC had been on The Tonight Show twice. Damn. And I called my mom the next day and I was just like, she's like, what do you you feel like a, 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 uh, what'd she say? Do you you feel like a small fish in a a big pond? I go, I am plankton in the ocean. (laughs) Nobody gives a shit. And so, but that it, it, I'm glad I got that lesson early yeah. on, which was just like, dude, nobody cares who you are. Mm-hmm. Do the work, get better. You know, they used to pronounce my name. Hey, welcome to the stage, Ken Gurr. I'm like, my name is G A R R. How do you possibly I, get that? Because you know I mean? that like, happens to me, right? Constantly, but my last name is like, it's a little actually weird. weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how do you mispronounce Gar? Dude, it was, but. You know, and I'm not trying to talk shit about your friends or whatever. But no, like, me neither. If, also, like, if they don't want to, if you truly want to do this, then do it. Like, mm-hmm. you have to be maniacally focused on yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And, and I like, wasn't for many years, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I and I talk about this all the time. I started with Hannibal Burris, T.J. Miller, mm-hmm. um, Kumail. Like, I'm, I'm, I literally have an email with all of their emails. Beth Stelling, like all these yeah. heavy hitters that are doing great Mm -hmm. and i just fucked around drank you're also doing great yeah oh thank you but like but for me it's like i never thought i was going to do this full time Mm -hmm. so i didn't take it seriously at the time Mm -hmm. and now i'm like to the point where it's like you watch those like shows on espn where like cutting down film like i'm breaking down film i'm like oh why did i put my arm there like yeah this thing is like that detailed and Mm -hmm. you have to work on it that hard yeah so yeah i don't get it all sorry no i'm like i feel like i'm like no i believe in you courtney like yeah i'm like i have like three successful friends tell me how you did it (laughs) everyone else is still at fourth wall every night (laughs) but they that's where you you do it that's true i hosted at fourth wall for a year yeah, and much as I saw the craziest people, probably in the world, I'm like, oh, that was when I got better when I was doing five yeah. mics and yeah, yeah. And if now you, I'm like, you can oh, host, I get to do shows. If you can host well on this, sh- this you'll work every night. Oh, that's, if you can host. My well. roommate is an amazing host, and I'm like, God, that's a good skill. Yeah, but yes, I yeah. And one of the guys who booked Zane, not one of the the guy who booked Zanies for 35 years, he said, "You're going to be hosting for the rest of your life." Jenny Carson hosts the Tonight Show. Jay Leno hosts the Tonight Show. Jimmy Fallon hosts the Tonight yeah. Show. You know, right, you're, yeah. like, you're gonna be hosting for the rest of your life. So mm-hmm. get good at hosting. Yeah. And I never forgot that. Yeah. And I got to LA and I realized like I'm never gonna get stage time. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get really good at hosting. Yeah. And now they're like, oh yeah, we gotta have Ken. He'll host. Mm-hmm. Like people walk in, and I don't mean to like pat myself, but people walk in and go, You're hosting? Like gonna be a great show like yeah. they they immediately relax like we're good yeah it's because it's like someone with energy who's funny yeah. and like can yeah it's like there's, a, there's a science to ruins it. the show yeah or not ruins the show but it's hard to get it back absolutely yeah you can i could tell within three seconds of a, a, a mc does one mc yeah you can tell mm-hmm. and that was one of the biggest problems when i moved to la and that's why i took over the ice house open mic and then eventually mm-hmm. the improv open mic because like 
you can like take pride in this. Mm-hmm. Like no matter how many, if, if it's three minutes at fourth wall or whether it's, you know, 12 minutes at the improv, like mm-hmm. be prepared, do it, crush yeah. it because that's what your job was that day. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing I'm grateful for is like when I'm actually doing comedy, I don't think I've ever not had fun. Yeah. Like on stage, you know, yeah. like I've been like, eh, it's a little boring being here sure. for three hours and not getting up. But like I've never done comedy and had my day get worse. Right. You know? Yeah. And it's like, well, I hope that doesn't change, you know? That's why I don't own a $5 million house. <laughs> That's why I am almost 30 and have a roommate and no parking spot. <laughs> Life is <laughs> and good. And four unpaid parking tickets. <laughs> um, yeah, this was so fun. Thank Thanks. you so much for coming on. Of course, anytime. Um, anything you want to... I don't know when this is going to come out. It'll probably be... <laughs> Three years from now. <laughs> Three years from now. You're going to be like world famous and it's going to be like, oh, remember that conversation <laughs> yeah, yeah. we had? Yeah. And put clips from it out now. Uh, just visit. If you guys want to come to a show, KenGar.com. If you want to follow me on Instagram, uh, TikTok, uh, Twitter, it's all KenGar was taken. K-E-N-G-A-R-R was taken. You can follow me <laughs> on all that. That's a good name. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, that's about it, man. Just come out and the best thing you can do as a listener is come out and support the stuff that I do. Hell yeah. Ken is like one of the funniest people. Oh. You're so funny. Thank you. Um, yeah. My Instagram is uh, at Courtney Siaco. Um, this is the part I mess up every time. Um, like, subscribe. All of the things. 